0: Grace, mercy, and peace are yours. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As we finish up our sermon series on a firm foundation, we're looking at Psalm 46 today. And maybe as you heard those words read before, you recognize that the hymn, the great Reformation hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, written by Martin Luther, which we'll sing a little bit later, was based on those words from Psalm 46. Martin Luther recognized, and so do we, that we have only one firm foundation and that is to stand on the promises of God. And as we celebrate Reformation today, we are thankful for the blessings that God has brought into our lives through the truth of that gospel. He is our ever-present help. That word help, not sure what that conjures in your mind, but I can tell you I'm, I'm not one of those people that easily asks for help. I don't like to think that I need it. And yet, don't we know that so much of life is out of our control? Just think of the things in this life that cause us fear. Cause our, the ground underneath our feet to be shaken. Maybe grip our hearts and fill us with worry. Not a shortage of those things, are there? And it's one of Satan's greatest tools to try and lead us to live in fear. I think about the students who are here today. You have all kinds of things that Satan would love to make you afraid about, right? Maybe making sure you get the best grades possible. Maybe what's that internship going to look like if I hopefully get that soon? Or what kind of job am I going to be able to get when I get out of college? Think about parents. Raising children. Thinking about all of the things that are wrong in the world and how do I make sure that I can raise my children in the training and instruction of the Lord. Certainly, grandparents have the same concern as well. And then we look around our world and we know there's this huge political divide in our world and elections are coming up and we're wondering how those things are going to go. We maybe think about inflation and making ends meet. We can worry about what's the next thing coming? Another pandemic or something else? our health, our future, all of those things can make us lie awake at night, can't they? I didn't ask you for your suggestions. Maybe I found something on your list that does just that, keeps you awake at night. It's why the words of Psalm 46 are so amazing because they provide answers for us. They provide hope. They provide a help and it's found in the firm foundation of our God. That's the truth we want to take from Psalm 46 today, that God is our ever-present help. First of all, we'll note that he is still our refuge. And then secondly, that he will be exalted. I know we read it a little bit before, but I'd like to split Psalm 46 in the way that it was originally intended, I suppose, to be read. Three different stanzas, possibly even sung, that bring home these truths of Psalm 46. We'll take it one stanza at a time. Here's stanza one. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Those are beautiful words that Psalm 46 uses to describe our God, a fortress, our refuge, our strength. Because we know that and we see that calamities and destruction and danger and worry It's all around us in this world. And yet, while the world is shaken, God remains unshaken. Nothing that happens in this world is a surprise to him. Therefore, we will not fear, the psalmist says. I don't know if we can even imagine, can we, what it would be like for mountains to be uprooted and deposited into the sea? And then I thought, but but maybe we do. If you've seen the aftermath of a hurricane, or a tornado, or an earthquake. We know what it's like to have the foundations of life shaken. We can see it. And so we know in our own life it's not a matter of if calamities and troubles and trials are going to come, but when. Psalm 46 provides us with some answers, with some confidence, not in ourselves, not in being able to control the events around us, but in the God who has all things in his hands. When our heart asks, what's next it's god who has that whole plan already worked out for us you see it's only god the one who is our ever-present help in trouble the one who is our mighty fortress it's only god who can swallow up our fears and give us peace as we live in this world god wants you to have confidence in him And the writer to the Hebrews picked up on this confidence when he wrote these words, God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? It's that very thought that the Psalm writers picked up on in the second stanza of Psalm 46. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. There will be times when it seems like things on this earth are being shaken. The ground underneath our feet feels like it's giving way. But God promises that it will not. He will not fail, and his people will not fall. He talks about the city of God, that God is within her. That idea of the city of God certainly would have brought to mind for the people who read the psalm or sang it initially the idea of Jerusalem. That was God's holy city. That was the place where the temple was built. That's the place where God carried out his saving activity. But in the Bible, the city of God also represents. All believers of all time. It represents you and me. It's us that are the city of God. And God says he is within us and we will not fall. Isn't it amazing to just look at this psalm and see the might of our God? He lifts his voice and the earth melts. That voice of God. The same voice that called into existence this entire universe with just some words, Let there be. That's the same God who speaks today and everything falls into place. God is not unaware of what's happening in our world. He's not falling asleep on the job. He knows exactly what's happening and he knows how best to use it. You see, that's the one constant that you and I can count on in this life. Our God and his promises. The grass withers and the flowers fall but the word of our God stands forever. Yes, Psalm 46 is meant to be a tremendous comfort and I pray that that's what the Holy Spirit brings you today through this word of God. But can I share with you as I read through this psalm this week and prepared for the message this weekend, it also brought me shame. And and maybe you can relate to this too. I realized just how little I think about the power of my God. How little I think about God himself. All the worries that come into my life, all the fears that I have, all the things that I think are spinning out of control and God reminds me, I have it. I know what's happening. I'm with you. I'm your fortress and your ever-present help. We want answers so often, don't we? Why is God doing this? What's happening? God, do you know what's going on in my life and in the world around me? And yes, our fears can easily get the better of us and those worries and and anxieties overtake us and we fail to trust the one who is in control of all things, the one who lifts his voice and the earth melts. It's why the psalmist twice reminds us of the theme of the psalm. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. We don't really know why the authors, the sons of Korah, wrote Psalm 46. What was the catalyst to their writing of Psalm 46? But as I thought about it this week, it brought to mind an event that that maybe you're familiar with from the Old Old Testament history. It happened in the early 700s B.C., so 720-ish B.C., Right after the Assyrians had captured the northern ten tribes of Israel and carried them off into captivity, they came for the people of Judah, too. They surrounded Jerusalem, a huge army led by Sennacherib. And you can almost picture, can't you, the people of Jerusalem, knowing what happened to the Israelites, worried, fearful, wondering what was going to happen as this gigantic army surrounded the city. But God promised. God promised that not one ramp would be built to lay siege to the city. Not one arrow would be shot. He reminded the people of Israel, I am within you. I cannot fail. Maybe you know the aftermath. It's an amazing story if you want to read it this week. It's found in 2 Kings chapter 18 and 19. But as the Assyrian army camped and and was ready to lay siege to Jerusalem, the next morning came and the Bible tells us 185,000 of the Assyrian soldiers were dead. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Can you imagine the relief of the people of Jerusalem thinking their city was about to fall to the Assyrians and now filled with joy at God's deliverance as they watched what was left of the Assyrian army turn and go back home? That's the same God who promises to be with you. That's the same God who lifts his voice today and melts the earth. Take a look at stanza number three of the psalm. Come and see the works of the Lord that are great and glorious. Come and see what God has done, how throughout history we get to see time and time again how it's God's purpose that always comes out on top. Isn't that what we get to see in the time of the Reformation? A time when the truth of the gospel seemed to be all but lost and God raised up a lowly monk named Martin Luther who nailed 500 some years ago, 95 theses to a church door in Wittenberg and then took on the establishment of the day? It wasn't Martin Luther who won, it was God's word and the power of that word. It was God's word who strengthened Martin Luther to do the things that he did, to write the words that he did, to point to the truth of the gospel, a gospel that continues to be preached today. It's almost as if God is saying to us, come and see. Remember the things that I've done. Rely on my power. Or as the psalmist said, be still and know that I am God. That original word in the Hebrew language for be still has this concept of letting yourself go slack. The idea of relaxing. Relaxing. And I can tell you from personal experience that if you ever find yourself running through a muddy field and you step into a puddle or a chunk of mud where your foot begins to sink, the worst thing that you can possibly do is panic. Because when you panic and start moving your foot and trying to pull it out, it just seems to sink further and further and further. And so somewhere in rural Oakfield, Wisconsin, where I grew up, One of my shoes is still in a farmer's field because I pulled my foot right out of it. Maybe if I would have just relaxed, just let myself go slack, and just gradually worked that foot out of the mud, I would have been in much better shape. And that's what God is saying to us this morning. Relax. I know what I'm doing. I've already given you the greatest victory of all. Come and see what Jesus has done. Isn't that where we see the love and the care and the concern that God has for us most of all? It's found in a Savior was willing to go to a cross to pay for your sins and mine. It's found in a Savior who triumphantly left a grave to guarantee that those sins are forever gone. It's found in a Savior who took the sting of sin and death and replaced it with the joy of forgiveness and salvation. And God promises you and me through that Savior that we will stand forever in eternity in perfect joy because of Jesus. As I thought about these words from Psalm 46, I couldn't help but think of the hymn in Christ alone. And I was going to just recite to you verse 4 of In Christ Alone. And then our great worship coordinator, Steve, was very, very willing to say, well, let's sing it. So will you please join me in singing verse 4 of In Christ Alone? That is our firm foundation to stand in the power of Christ. Just a couple of takeaways from our sermon today. Number one, we have a firm foundation because God is our fortress. David wrote in Psalm 27, The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Number two, we have a firm foundation because our Savior has already won the victory for us. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15 that death has been swallowed up in victory. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And number three, we have a firm foundation that gives us the confidence to relax, knowing that all is in God's hands. And that makes you and me blessed. That's what Jeremiah called us when he wrote this. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. I don't know what might keep you awake at night or what causes you to worry or, or be anxious in this life, but there are some methods out there. I talked about this a few weeks ago in our Wednesday worship service, but it's an interesting concept that people have come up with this breathing method that is supposed to help you relax. It's called the four-seven-eight method. So you can see it on the screen, but you inhale through your nose for four seconds, hold it in for seven, and then you're supposed to slowly blow out your mouth to exhale and if you do that a bunch of times it's supposed to bring you some relaxation some peace you can try it at home maybe it'll work for you i don't know but isn't it true that we have something even better to help us relax to help us recognize that we stand on a firm foundation and it's our god maybe we could call it the 4610 method as in psalm 4610 cuz this is word, these are words you can file away for yourself. Be still and know that I am God. God is the one who will be exalted. God is the one who is in charge of all things. He knows everything that you're going through and he sent Jesus to earn a place for you with him forever in heaven. We stand with confidence on that firm foundation, knowing that the mighty Lord is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds. In Christ Jesus, amen.